0: This is your man Kyle Means here, War Media Editorial Director, and this is another episode of Fandemonium, Demonium, our show where we talk about all the things in pop culture uh, that make us go wild and that we obsess over, for lack of a better word. But uh, I got my man Jack Silverstein with me, and you know if you're if you're in Chicago, if you're a sports enthusiast, I think you should know my man Jack. Reed Jack, you see there, uh, is his tag on, on a lot of social media. He's a great historian and a writer, and and, and uh, a, you know about a lot of things in sports, uh, especially from a historical perspective. But being him, we've always we've long had this sort of ongoing discussion regarding uh, film and and awards and the award season in particular, the Oscars. So we come together every now and then to talk about these things. We, One of our first Fandemonium episodes, either the first or the second, I think it was probably one of the first recording sessions I had for the show, uh, featured the discussion that we had, a pretty cool discussion with uh, uh, Mia Johnson. Shout out to Mia, Mia Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just us two this time. We're not going to go in as depth as we did on that last discussion, but we you know we have a couple of things that's, that we want that's what you th- that's what you think across it. <laughs> well jack jack got his baby sleep so he, he got some energy now so maybe I'm, we'll I'm see like, but uh we, we just gonna go on a, What <laughs> we gonna go into a couple of things that we've been talking about amongst ourselves and uh uh, so, like I say, expound on them for y'all' sake and ours as well, I guess. But um, you know, I'm gonna start off with just a little recap of the awards. Of course, if any, anybody who paid attention to the awards knows that it was it was essentially the Everything, Everywhere, All at Once" Invitational. Uh, they wound up winning seven awards. Uh, they won a uh, three of the four acting awards. Jack, I think you put out that factoid about. Were they, like, the first movie since Network to do that, I believe? First since Network. Yeah, so, like, Network, if y'all don't know, was, like, one of the the most heralded movies of the 70s, a big, big, I don't know if it was a blockbuster, but it was a a much heralded movie that's lived on since then, uh, you know, for film enthusiasts and the like. It was a big satirical take on media at the time and, you know, made a made a big statement when it was released. So, you know, in some ways, it could be comparable to uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once in the way that it sort of made a statement and it was a memorable Oscar film. Now, that how memorable Everything Everywhere All at Once will be, I, I think I'll just shorten it to everything going forward. I can't say the whole title all the time, but how memorable everything will be Going forward, that's to be seen. But it's certain that right now, it's the movie of the moment, and it, it overtook some big movies that had even bigger box office than it. Going into this award show, they they, they nominated Top Gun. They nominated uh, Avatar, which is like already the second biggest grossing film of all time. Avatar two, and you know those movies barely made a squeak at the awards. It was all about everything, and um, you know I just picked up, uh, just put up the ratings a report for Variety, uh, saying that the the Oscar ratings were up fifteen percent from last year. Now, do we credit that with Will Smith and Chris Rock, and people want to see if something equal equally as nutty that that happened again this year? Or do we, you know, do we give that credit to films like Everything and Top Gun and Avatar? You know, was what do you think, Jack? Do you think that people were more interested in the movies that were award, that were nominated this year, or do you think people were just tuning in trying to see if some wild shit popped
1: off again? I think it was. I think it was both. I think there was enough buzz, and like I said. Um, I, I, we don't really get to the movies. So I, I saw the Batman, which was the first movie that I s- had seen in the theaters since COVID. Um, I saw Top Gun and and then I mostly saw kids movies. So like I saw all the animated movies, you know, and okay. that you, like as a father and, you know, watching all these kids movies. Um, so I didn't, I didn't see a lot. And even I was hearing the everything everywhere buzz and it did feel like mm. there was a little bit more of a moment a little bit more of a cultural talking point a shared a little bit more of a shared experience than the past 2 years have seemed like um i also think just like award shows post in covid were just weird you were as a, you you could feel the ickiness even as a viewer like it like the last two have not really been something you feel like I don't know if I even want to be a part of this all the seating yeah. was was strange um,
0: like like a couple years not, ago we I think when we did the one where they did it like in the train station or something right was, I think that
1: was, was that the year. one that we was the one that we did the one where they put best actor they put Best Picture, like second to last or third to last, or Yeah, they put Best they, Act
0: they, at the end, and you they they put, thought it was going put, to Chadwick, Chadwick, but they gave it to right.
1: Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins, who wasn't there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah this this one just you know felt again. I know we we talked about that last time. This one felt again like what we think of as the Oscars. One irony, I think, and um, we'll, we'll you know maybe get to it, but um, I don't think there's any chance that. If Chris Rock had been doing that same bit in a f- proper Oscar theater setting, there's—I don't even think if Will Smith was in the front row, he would have done that. To get up with all of your peers lined up next to you, and then have to walk to the one one side or the other, go up the steps, go back to the middle of the stage—it was like too many moves. <laughs> it only worked. The access, was yeah, too it easy, only worked said. because it was, you know, ground level. like an infinity pool and he just stood Mm -hmm. up and there was no one around him except for his wife and then he just walked straight like 10 paces yeah he didn't he didn't i don't think that would go yeah no i don't think that would go down at like this kind of a venue so i think with that kind of speculation i guess which i didn't like it was the buzz about the movie. I think it was probably a little bit of a back-to-normal kind of a thing. and mm. But really, I think it's the movie. I think ultimately there there are just different factors why people tune into the Oscars. And I think that the one with the broadest and deepest appeal is if people are into the movies. If people are excited about, you know, if even if it's just one if it's one of those years where it's like one big movie that can still carry the day but especially if people are excited about different you know this versus this and which is a silly thing it's voting it's art voting on art but you know the way that we start to think about it oh it's a horse race between in this category between this and this and they're not you know doing anything it's just the sense that no one can get a handle on the consensus and that's i think when you have a good show. That's when you have interest in it because people want to see the movies that they saw. Right, and we're, and we're definitely going to get into that with
0: a theory of yours uh, coming up uh, regarding the MCU and its place in the in the film industry right now and, and its potential place in within the awards season and, and specifically the Oscars, uh, you know, we're going to look back a little bit on how they've been utilized in the past years. We both would say underutilized, but uh, also, you know, look at this year in particular where there's, there's sort of a, it, it may reach a breaking point. Cause I think a lot more people are aware sort of hyper aware now of how much of an uphill climb it is for the MCU films, given that and and the performances in them. Given that you had a performance like Angela Bassett's that was you know uh you know sort of shut down at the end of thing when everybody thought that like even Angela apparently thought that it was her night, but it wasn't. But, that was, but before we get into that,
1: that was one of or, the. Or, oh yeah, go ahead.
0: I was to say before we get into that, uh, I just wanted to mention the fact that you know, like I say, the ratings were up, and you know we, you know, the 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 show itself was back to a sort of old school. The Oscars, as we know them, where it was you know it was overlong. <laughs> they got they got all the uh, the award uh, categories back in. You know, the, one of the controversies about last year was that they they kept some of the categories out. Uh, of the main broadcast, they this time they brought them all back in. They made it again about you know what the the celebration of movies as as we've known them to be at the at this award show, and uh, they got you know they got back what they what they deemed to be a harmless host in Jimmy Kimmel. Now I, I want to get your thoughts because I know you, you you got your thoughts on Jimmy Kimmel, so I let you I let you go off. And on that, on that right here, like, you, you thought I, I saw you, you, know, tweeting uh, about it during the show. You thought, you know, that maybe he touched on last year a little bit too much.
1: Yeah, way too much. And I'm not down on Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Oscar some hope. some people uh, well, some people no, like so that, you know. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I didn't. Um, I and Jimmy Kimmel's been one of my favorite Oscar hosts overall. I have him on like a short list of uh if they ran this rotation I'd be okay. And he, okay. he he's he's been great. No, I didn't like that. I thought that the reaction last year to that from within the industry was I found it disappointing for mm. you know this has been this guy's basically an institution unto himself. I mean, he is one of the biggest money makers in movies for three decades. I mean, how many people can you put, you could just put their name and face on a movie poster and you're guaranteed, you know, whatever you're double your money, triple your money. I mean, his movies just work because of him. Take a guy like that. And, uh, I would have thought they would have closed ranks around him. Like, Hey, that was a shitty thing to do. You know, that was bad. We all know it, but like talk it out all good. And all of that, like this was assault and this is violence on us. And the Academy can't like the Academy is in no moral position to talk about what someone should or should not do. It was a dumb thing to do, but from the organization that needed, um, what, reporting on Harvey Weinstein in order to ban Roman Polanski? I mean, this was stuff that was known. So I don't really think they're in a position to do that, and especially not for someone who is... Like, presenters are like guests, kind of. And some of them are really part of the movies and some of them are less so. And like... Will Smith is a movie guy and Chris Rock is a comedy stand-up <laughs> comedy guy. He's he's made, you know, he's been in good movies. He he has a movie career, but that's not like the basis of his legend. It's not like the foundation. And he's host the Oscars, but to me the, But he he is a part of the Oscar family though as a past host. No doubt, no doubt, absolutely as as a host another guy who's on my list of who would be on that rotation as a host. Um I just felt like, man, I would have thought they would have kind of closed ranks, as I said, around Will Smith. And you know, I look at him. You think like,
0: they've been more protective.
1: Yeah, I mean, more than the Oscar host, I think the, the true sign of Hollywood royalty is if you present best picture. That is where you kind of see, oh man, that there's someone's at that level. That's where like the money is, not money, but like that's like the ultimate status symbol. Is do you present Best Picture? There's not a lot of people who have done it, because you know, Nicholson's done it like eight. Like Harrison, Harrison Ford's done it three times. Nicholson's done it this year. six, yeah. seven, eight times. Um, mm. I think Spielberg's done it a few, but um, but Will Smith's done it. So, all this is to say is to to cut to. to Come out, assault, violence. This is terrible. Stain on the Academy and the Oscars. Blah. And then to ban him for ten years. I was immediately like, "Okay, that's ridiculous. That's way over the top." But then to come out and joke about I, I it. And I mean, I can't disagree with you he, on that. Like... Jimmy Kimmel opened the show with it. He closed the show with it, with that big visual gag, and riffed on it throughout. Yeah. Rift on it throughout the night. It's just like, which is it? Is this a violent, horrific act? A shocking display of, you know, brutal cowardice to be banned from the academy? Or is this like a funny, gag, lighthearted thing that you can joke about? Like, which is it? Hmm? That's what I didn't like.
0: I, yeah, I, I can see. I can. I, and, and you know, I think I believe Kimmel has said that he he touched on that subject more than they wanted him to. So if it was a choice where, if it was a thing where you know, the academy was like, you know, we don't need to really have you a t- joke about it too much, and he sort of went rogue, then you know maybe it was more on him and. It's just like, you know, the whole thing where, again, as a as a comedian, sometimes comedians don't know when to stop. And, you know, maybe he went off on his own there. But I I definitely agree with you, though, in the fact that they could have been a bit more understanding for Will. And, you know, they're mostly been reactionary about the whole situation going at night because they were so underprepared. Again, speaking to your point about how easy it was for Will to even get in that situation, they were underprepared for anything. I mean, and it's you know for a reason because it was it was an unprecedented moment
1: for the show oh, it's, and for
0: that whole process.
1: It's like, but, it's like that. It's like that. The 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 streaker, mm-hmm. Moonlight, La La Land. I mean, there's not many. Yeah,
0: yeah. They. It's hard to be prepared for such a thing like that, but. They have been totally reactionary, and the whole thing about uh, the security, uh, the, you know, the increased security and all that stuff, that would, yeah, no, they, for one, they didn't need to come out, and they, they really probably didn't need to do it anyway, anything increasing security for this year, but it was, it was got to learn more about the situation, I guess, in a way. You know, it proved itself to be such a unique situation that, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's not going to happen. Nobody's in that situation where they can be, uh, you know, banned for the wars for 10 years or be seen in that controversial, uh, uh, you know, in that controversial way. And and nobody's going to have that back history that those three people Put you no know, uh, uh, assume uh, really had between themselves. Who else is going to have that sort of history that Will Smith, Jada Pinkett, and Chris Rock had amongst each other to where something could potentially blow up that in that way?
1: And, I, and know, that's, I don't see well, it happening. And that's, and that's a, exactly what you just said. That is exactly the, um, what I think was messed up about it was that they were acting as if this was a a, a an actor slapping a presenter. It wasn't It mm-hmm. was Will Smith slapping Chris Rock Yes, swap out any of those people, and this is not happening. So the idea that like, what if I was up there? What if he was up? What if she was up there? What if will Smith Will Smith would have slapped anybody up there? Like no, yeah. he wouldn't. He slapped fucking Chris Rock. And it's between them. And it wasn't like a good thing to do, but it wasn't like ban him for 10 years. Hi, like what's wrong with you?
0: Right. And I I think too, they felt, they probably felt the way because of the overreactions, like you say, Jack, when it it wasn't only the fact that Will did that, but that uh, a couple segments later, he got the award. He got to be, it it was just this whole mixed bag of, of, of things like it, it, it just was. It was such a, a weird night in general because of all that, and you know I think they felt like well maybe in the moment we should have escorted Will out and or this and that. They they were trying again. They were being reactionary. They're trying to make up for what they didn't do in the moment to control the situation, and you know it, it's it, it has given the, the end of a. You know, disingenuous, disingenuousness in a lot of ways. You know, and, and you know, it wasn't necessary. But you know, I I I I still, you know, wonder how much of a role it did play. I think when I looked at how people were looking at looking at the show online, it you know probably it didn't it wasn't out there like people was bit was disappointed about there not being any sort of functional happening or any, any of that level happening. It seemed to be more like, you know, there was a, there was more about the show itself and the movies and the awards. So maybe that's a good thing that they were able to move on from that in the public eye. And, you know, maybe we can all move on from it now that we've had it. Like <laughs> you, I, you mentioned the, the visual gag at the end with Kimmel and the, uh the war the Oscar's without incident he had the the one
1: like why down, keep going you know, back like, to that like do it once like hit it once in your monologue you have to mention it once probably i don't like it personally but okay i get that do it once do it in the monologue and then move on
0: but but in the sense that you know every joke has you know some reality behind it you know it's it's a truth behind it I think for the academy and for ABC and all everybody involved with the production of that show, they they in that moment they probably were like, "Whew, you know, we did get through this one fine and and every and and more than that, they got the all the major storylines they wanted to hit. It seemed would have hit. Like if, if if we were getting to whole sports style speculation of storylines and. You know, what's the best storyline? What what does the network want to see in regards to ratings uh, potential? It seems that all those good things that Oscars would have wanted to see happen, happen in regards to who won. And uh, 100%. You know, and, and when they won during the, during the day and everything. Like we mentioned a couple years ago, the disappointment at the end of the show when we didn't get to uh, chat with Bozeman, and instead, you know, Anthony Hopkins got the best actor. They set that up at the very end of the show, as opposed to best picture, which is usually the last award given at the night. But they set this up to where it looked like Chadwick Bozeman was going was to be rewarded. The of the night it was all going to go out on that positive note, and it didn't happen. Well, this time around, two years—just two years—you know, we get the whole everything onslaught. Uh, onslaught. The the train kept coming all throughout the night, starting at the beginning with Keith Kwan and Jamie Lee Curtis getting the awards back to back, and everybody got to get the pick up there. Even even if you were pissed off about Angela Bassett, you know, you were sort of happy with Jamie Lee Curtis to a degree, even if you felt that you know Stephanie Sue was even better performance coming out of that movie as far as supporting actors go. But you know, you had that, you had though know, the Daniels were able to go up a couple times and speak to their whole story about being, you know, these underachieving guys who you know, finally make a movie that breaks out and, and they, you know, former video directors and all this stuff and they had their story. And then of course you have Michelle uh Michelle Kwan and her incredible story and you know, then at the end Michelle of the night yo. they get to all. Uh, come Michelle, yo, I'm, I'm Michelle, Crumble, <laughs> Michelle, yo, thank you. Uh, was about for but, uh, you know at the end of at the end of the night they all get to come back together. Then you have Keith, Cron, uh hugging with Ford, and everybody taking back to uh, Temple of Doom and all that. Like it was, it hit every note the way that the 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 Oscar ask every note to be hit buzz and I think that played a that that was the probably the overall biggest take for me on the show to uh to uh Sunday night and why it you know ultimately succeeded for them. Now do they deserve that success? That's another that's another thing entirely. But they got the show that they won uh this year. Agreed. Now <laughs> to that to that now to that end i want you i want you to speak about your speak on your theory that you shared with me you shared a little bit on social media as well sunday like we get to this point now where we have a movie that's about the multiverse it's an original story it's not tied to any previous intellectual property it's not this is not the set up for everything everywhere all at once universe. This is its own thing. And it seemed to it seemed that Hollywood reacted to it in a way where it's finally an original story that has the same sort of appeal to Marvel that Marvel movies have and DC movies have, but it's its own thing. I think I think the industry was sort of, you know, reveling in in that they got their they were getting their cake and eating it too. And they didn't have to award Black Panther, Wakanda, or any other type of movie like that the way that they. It wasn't as obvious as it would have been in years past, and you know, Jack, I want uh, I'll go for, go forward here. You know, in past years, it was more it was more of an issue where there were movies that came out that were block blockbuster audiences. Blockbuster uh you know, money came from these movies and they were also highly regarded critically and they were completely overlooked. So, you know, I'll let you i I'll let you explain like what what years and what recent films do you think were the most overlooked in regards to the MCU and regards to the big comic book movies that uh could have possibly made helped this sort of turnaround with the Oscars. Because remember, like, a couple years ago, people were talking about the Oscars were dead. You know, the, the pandemic didn't help. But the the ratings even leading into the pandemic were as bad as they were, had gotten, ever gotten with the show. And people weren't tuning in. People weren't interested in the movies being uh, nominated. There were a lot of art house movies. We, like, two of the past couple, uh, I think the last couple years, both movies that were given Best Picture were both streaming-only films. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so these movies aren't—they don't have the reach of the Marvel movies and the 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 DC movies, but more so the Marvel movies. But you know, what what are your feelings on the recent Marvel movies that could have been awarded and that should have been awarded but weren't?
1: Yeah, I just think that the Academy missed a once in a who knows how long opportunity with the um, swell of the popularity and the thrust of the of the MCU. And what we saw in a three-year period with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, we could have seen play out over, I don't know, let's call it 2012 to 2019. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first one, Iron Man, um, Robert, everybody said, Robert Downey Jr., incredible, is like, this is a really good movie. Nobody really had a sense of what this was about to be. Probably weren't going to nominate Robert Downey Jr. Um, for that role that year. He was nominated that year supporting for Tropic Thunder. And he, of course, lost Yes, to that was the same
0: year. Yeah,
1: and he, of course, lost to Heath Ledger for The Dark Knight, which allegedly is the movie that was yeah. going to change the way that the Academy viewed comic book movies. But it really hasn't. I mean, it was... It was the movie that, it was left off of Best Picture 08, and that was the movie that really, more than anything else, triggered the expansion to um, getting 10, or eight to 10, now now permanently 10, Best Picture nominations. I mean, you could say right. that the you could say that Dark Knight is the reason that Black Panther um, got a Best Picture nomination, just because of the, sh- the sheer numbers. And it's so hard to say now with because yeah. you have all these best picture winners, it, you know, it used to be obviously when we were growing up that best picture and best director were pretty well tethered, and maybe you'd have one movie in a year that didn't get a director nomination, it was rarely more than that. And now you can't really get a sense of like what is the best, what it like, what's the front runner movie. It's like it's like harder to feel it out, which I think probably also contributes to some level of disinterest i think they'd be better off going to the five but i don't think that dark knight ultimately changed anything um we we didn't see this like continued progression of awards we just saw it with the batman which is one of the few movies i saw that was you know like an a kids movie and i i can't imagine that there were five movies with better with a better score and i can't imagine there were five movies with better cinematography which was something Roger Deakin said, and Roger Deakins, you know, maybe one of the greatest cinematographers ever. Is he the greatest ever? Maybe I don't know, one of them. No. And he said that he thought that the best cinematography of the year wasn't good. nominated. Hello. Yeah, I, I... Oh, okay. And he said to his quote, <laughs> "What his quote was, he thought it was due to snobbery," his word. I think that if the Academy had recognized the 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 power, the craft and the worth let's call it the Oscar worthiness of all these Marvel movies, that you would have seen this build um that would have been super exciting for for Oscar fans and for just movie fans and for Marvel fans, they would have been coming out and paying a lot more attention as the years went on and some of those dead years of um of ratings i think would have been up years i think that if you had gotten into 2018 all of a sudden that is the mcu year you, you know infinity war best picture black panther best picture sure. um some acting some direct like you could see like Ryan Coogler best director over the Russo brothers but Infinity War wins best picture and you know Josh Brolin beats Michael B. Jordan in best sporting actor. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I just think you could have seen so much more of that and there really isn't any reason not to because those movies aren't any more or less worthy than Star Wars, two avatars, Rocky, three lord of the rings um that those aren't serious movies or more serious or less or not you know less focused on craft or more focused on craft i mean all the best movie makers work in marvel all the best actors oscar-winning actors work in marvel top directors cinematographers so it's um it just becomes a matter of taste But it's not even taste because everybody loves those movies and with good reason. I was not a comics guy. I had no – I didn't even know what Marvel versus DC was. Like I couldn't tell you who was who. Marvel, like the MCU, made me understand these differences and learn all these characters and be invested in all these random – sort of random comic book characters – um, that they got when they just started slowly buying back their properties and they were like, they they like, you know, like spread a deck of cards out. to be like, what cards do we have? And this is what I'm going to have to have in this hand. And they were just like, oh, we own Iron Man, we own Captain America, we own Hulk. Okay, and they just started putting pieces together and did it like in the smartest, most exciting way possible. Right. So, yeah, I mean, instead you get, you know, Shape of Water, Green Book. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, Par- I, Parasite had had a lot of 2019 had some real movies, um, but um, you know, as much brouhaha as there was about Moonlight versus La La Land. I don't sense that either of those movies has really left like a big impact. I don't hear anybody referencing either of those movies. I don't hear anybody quoting them or they talk more about the mix-up than anything in either of the movies. You just kind of have like a lull. Yeah, you, I mean you, could,
0: you could. I think as far as maybe the representation the progression of representation by like, resonates because of the story being told with you know, black people and with you know LGBTQ uh, community, the way that they were centered in that story, but it it was it was again like a a an art house film essentially that was that was given the platform of the Oscars to be to be uh you know talked about and seen as you know a, a an important movie. Because they thought it was important, and that's that's that gets to the heart of why people care so much when movies by people of color, movies by uh, people you know uh, you know disenfranchised people uh, for the most part get when they get overlooked and when when you know that's why you know as we go to this year, why there was such a big issue about uh, films like till and the women the woman came being overlooked. And you know, films by women directors in general. No women directors uh, nominated for best director this year. And uh, you know, it, it's it's still there's still plenty of issues in regards to what films are exactly given the, the best chance, and so what performances are given the best chance. And Marvel, for you know, uh, ironically, tie itself into that because you know i don't know for whatever reason i don't know if it's a resent thing a resentful thing that's involved in there you know because you have so many filmmakers apparently who sort of resent the success of marvel and even though it's done so much to carry the uh carry the uh the film industry financially through these rough years you know but they don't like the fact that you know it's either all or nothing regarding Know uh, whether you, you're you going to be involved in these movies, whether you're going to produce these movies.
1: Okay, so. So. Oops, okay.
0: Outside, you no know, making nothing.
1: Yeah, uh, go ahead, go ahead. So, I can see why, like, Martin Scorsese is going to speak out against Marvel movies, comic book movies. I can see why Tarantino is. I can see why certain producers would. They're not going to be making a Marvel movie. But why wouldn't the actors branch? The the Marvel movies have been keeping every actor working. And they're all of the... (laughs) But, like, you've got every one of those movies, probably, has someone who, at the time, was already considered an Oscar actor. And then a number of them have actors who then became that. Or as you got later, you had actors coming from that over having just had some success, like, um, yeah, uh, Brie Larson and, uh, Lupita (laughs) Nyong'o. So you had like the Oscar winners are like, Oh, my next move is I'm going to Marvel. Right. And it just seems like, why isn't the actors branch voting for, these performances i can see why the directors might not but like but why wouldn't why wouldn't the actors they're all in all of these movies i think like in 2019 in in, in, yeah. in 2019 i thought give him a competitive oscar but i thought that they i thought they should have given robert downey jr a make it up i don't give a shit when when you had a uh, Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and they just made up some awards because they were like, your movie does something we've never seen and there's no category for it, so here's an Oscar. They should have just made something up and given it to Robert Downey Jr. Because the role that he had in creating a $50 billion industry unto itself or something, I mean... A lot of those movies make a billion. There's like 20 movies. <clears throat> and all yeah, I mean, yeah. and all the MCU movies that he was in all peaked um, on box office. So it was like Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, and then Thor and Captain America, Avengers, Iron Man 3, and then it was like, all the other sequels and then Age of Ultron. You yeah, get Civil the Spider-Man. Uh, Civil War. Spider you got reboot Spider-Man and... as well. So it was like, you know, whenever Robert Downey Jr. was in a movie, it was going to do well. And he's the, the anchor of it. And he's the one who started it and he's the emotional core to the end of the whole saga. Um, I just think like, it's the, uh... he just like, I don't know that's like someone who would bring viewers out there may
0: be there may be a like there may be a sort of self loathsome thing there too I think, even with the actors where they yeah they do recognize what type of gift marvel has been to their industry, but they probably still see it much like oh well i'm 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 just playing when I'm doing that stuff i'm just I'm just having fun but I still got to do uh, I still got to do sh- my Shakespeare role or my slave role or, or some or my my disabled role or something and, sure. and that's the real Oscar stuff. There, it's not it's not when I put on a cost when I put on a superhero costume. It's when I do this physical other type of uh, stuff that has already been established as Oscar bait.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and then you look at the year uh, twenty nineteen and the way that Robert Downey Jr. Um, really like, took audiences to a place that had taken up all that time to build. Oh, yeah. and when you look them... at the emotion involved
0: in Infinity War and Endgame, yeah, how many movies
1: make people feel the things that those movies made people feel? Okay, so who won Best Actor in 2019 when Robert Downey Jr. couldn't be nominated because it's Endgame?
0: Who won best I, after? I, I, Joaquin, I can't. I can tell. You. I keep. Oh, for
1: Joker, yeah. It, well, so, and you, and you know, he, he tro- Todd Phillips did a smart thing. He Trojan horse his his movie into the mainstream through comics, and then he Trojan horse a comic book movie into the Oscars through being you know gritty and Taxi Drivery. Right, and uh, that's what I'm
0: about to say. Like everybody, that's the whole thing with that movie. Everybody's like, "Was well, it's Todd? It's Todd it's Phillips doing Scorsese, but with the Joker in it?" So, and 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 part of it, and you know, if you want to be cynical about it, because like you said, uh, you know, uh, Heath Ledger already did the hard work in establishing that character as an award worthy character. So really, you can argue that Joaquin Phoenix was able to benefit from that previous work Heath lived. so it made it a little easier for him to come in, and say, "Well, okay, I'm gonna I'm do the Joker, and I'm gonna, you know, be wild and crazy, and and do all these things." You know, you guys got on me too because, you know, you did you awarded Heath Ledger, and and you saw how you saw it. It was good with Heath. You saw how it wasn't that good with uh, what's my man name? Uh, who uh, was uh Jared Leto? Another guy who played Joker.
1: Another Jared Oscar,
0: Leto. Another yeah. Oscar. You saw I was with Jared. I'm better than Jared. <laughs> you know, you got to give me the award because I'm not Jared. I'm not quite Heath, but I'm not Jared. So, yeah, it's 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 really it's weird. Like the double standards that can that can uh, you know come to the surface and. A lot of it too, like like you say, is campaigning. It's who who's getting behind the films, and you know that's been the whole issue too this year with, you know, how people are campaigned for, who you know, who gets behind what, and you know who gets to that who gets to that medal stand, as it were, of, of nominees. If you can't if you can't get there, then you have no chance. So it's like you know, it, it's still a very weird. Until you know that we we as a public we know more about it than we ever have, but it's still just it, it it's weird. It's a lot of weird shit about it that we that we can't get around and we have no control over it. But you know,
1: yeah, uh, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it's just and that's too bad. And like I said, I think that's just a, like a missed opportunity. I don't think you can start doing it now I mean it'd be great and you know start honoring movies regardless of genre I mean I think that have you seen all those videos of what I I was just kind of not aware of this because I don't watch I haven't watched a Mission Impossible movie in a long time but are you aware of like have you seen the videos of Tom Cruise driving a motorcycle off a mountain well (laughs) I may have
0: seen that I've I've seen I've seen footage of his stunts and stuff and you know, there, there's people that argue that, you know, there should be some stunt awards in these Oscars as well because, you know, of, of the work that, that these people do in these movies. And, and and it's interesting, too, coming off of this this year where you have two former stunt people won awards this year in Michelle Yeoh and Ki-Hui Kwan. So, you know, the value and the art, 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 art artistry that goes into stunt performing is something, as another thing that it could probably bring more eyes to the awards if, if you hold it up and, and, and uh, showcase it, but they don't seem to look right. upon that with the same reverence as they do, you know, everything else that the, the awards that they currently give out.
1: Do you remember ever, ever seeing a segment during the program that was like a tribute to stunt people? I don't you know, no. like you see like a tribute to cinematography, a tribute to editing, a tribute to you know, foreign films, a tribute to this director, this actor. I have never ever seen a tribute to stunt stunt men and women. Mm-hmm. Have you?
0: No. No. And you, you mentioned the motorcycle thing, Michelle Yo did that well, like in the eighties. Like Yeah. She exactly. she she yeah. rode a motorcycle onto a moving tray. <laughs>
1: And it's, oh, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever watched. And so, yeah, so absolutely. But like, so for her as well, but um, specifically now, the stuff that Tom Cruise is doing, you know, they'll give like, they'll, they'll give Oscars to people because they convincingly look like they can play the piano. And this guy is driving a motorcycle off of a mountain wearing a parachute I feel like if you can honor someone because they bulked up and learned how to box, I don't see how that's any different or any more impressive or any more related to the job of an actor, which is to connect with an audience to tell a story. I don't see how learning how to box or learning how to play a musical instrument is somehow in this. One category and driving a fucking motorcycle off a mountain, so that you can film it and be like, "That's Tom Cruise." How is that not? Why is that not incorporated into the evaluation of his Oscar worthiness in a role?
0: And and I I don't know
1: I don't know exactly how many risks he took. Hmm.
0: Wait.
1: I would say I don't, I, I don't
0: know how many risks he took. No, I, you, you hear
1: me? Yeah, I'm um, just how many risks MJ? he took. He, 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 I, I can hear you. He's jumping out of planes and flying off of mountain, driving off of mountains.
0: Well, it, I know that's for the Mission Impossible. I'm, i I'm, I'm about to speak towards uh, Top Gun. Now I know they, they did a lot of actual flying in that movie. I don't. Like I say I don't know how much physical. I guess there was a lot of physical risk simply <laughs> in the flying, because they were moving like you know, in that movie you're talking about nine G's, ten G's, and all this—the stuff that that does to your body physically. Like they were, they were doing a lot of that stuff. So, and, and that, but that probably was child's play for crew I compared to what he's doing in the Mission Impossible movies. I. I don't think that but, they... like, like Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll just say I'll just say right quick, like what he's doing and in I think he's getting like what what Top Gun overall did with its it's, its cla- it was really classical storytelling. It wasn't like it wasn't the complexity of what everything did. It wasn't this Maudlin melodramatic stuff. It was old school movie making, pra- a lot of practical effects, but it was people connected with each other in a way in that movie. That it wasn't no, it wasn't the deepest stuff, but it was entirely effective. Like that movie, I would have had no problem really giving that movie Best Picture because if you talk about sheer effectiveness in storytelling that was as good as anything that came out this year and including everything, you know, and it was a great movie. It just was, it, it deserved the nomination. If you're going to have 10 nominations, it, it deserved it. It deserved it, it, it being one of those 10 and, you know, not just, you know, a lot of people put it in the context of, you know, well it saved the movie industry and made all this money. It definitely did that, but just as a film in and of itself, on its own merits. It was a great film. So, you know, a part of that, I, I would say that part of that has to do with the dedication and the standard that that dude, Charm Cruz, applies without all his, he's, he's applying it with all his, uh, you know, uh, productions nowadays. And it's amazing that he's doing it at this point in his career at his age. Like, you know, I just got you just got to give it up for him.
1: And let me ask you a question. If the movie had been exactly the same, but it had been about Maverick's son, and it wasn't Tom Cruise in the lead role, or maybe not even in the movie at all. It's like a continuation of the brand, but it's not actually Tom Cruise. Sure. everything else is the same, what does that do to the... um, Audience response? What does that do to the critical response? What does that do to the box office? Oh, it probably cuts everything in half. <laughs> and that's why I think you can nominate Tom Cruise for Best Actor for Top Gun. Because people mm-hmm. went to a movie just to see him, just to be in that personality and have those memories, you know, refueled and. You know, advanced, yeah, and that's acting I mean, I don't think that you necessarily have to do the voice or the the limp or the like you said Put all the, on the list shoe. of <laughs> the whole thing, yeah, or you know or my you know your medical issue or your weird quirk or your eye doesn't work or your you know you've learned to box or. Mm -hmm. whatever, play piano, play guitar. I think there's something to just be said about, like, people wanted to just watch Tom Cruise be, you know, this character again. Yeah, definitely.
0: And, you know, to that degree, like, to that end, you know, like I said, we the they, they did show the they did show the love to Top Gun. They showed it to Avatar. Avatar was a little bit of a surer thing, given you know the James Cameron connection. Even though he he didn't get Best Director for some reason, but you know, but the the first movie sort of established its place, and and they when they saw it come back and it made all the money it did, they were going to let it in in the door as well, definitely. But do you think that there was a step forward for these sort of larger, and 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 everything as the sort of cherry on top? Because everything, all everywhere, all at once, is is a genre film. It's a it's a larger scale genre film. You know, do you think that at some point in the near future, if and and this this also we also have to admit though a lot of people the the marvel films aren't getting the same critical response post uh end game that they were before then. like leading up to this most recent one with ant-man ant-man was getting is, has gotten bombed for the most part and sort of deservedly so you know unfortunately but you know but you, you still have like galaxy 3 which could potentially Another breakthrough this year, and and you know, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not sure about the Marvels so much, but there's there's a you know there's still a couple more chances this year at that sort of that sort of breakthrough that Black Panther has provided in the past, and and you know, do you think that should Marvel come with some good stuff again, at at a like say the a higher level of quality of film again that. Because of the breakthroughs this year and who got nominated and who got awarded, do you think that they're meeting? They're getting closer to actually awarding Marvel on a on a wider level. Because as of now, the only Marvel only Marvel awards as of now are gone to Ruth Carter. She has two, <laughs> and they both were for Black Costuming Black Panther. But that's it as
1: far as Marvel. No, I don't think so.
0: you're not confident in it
1: no absolutely not I don't think this is a I don't see this as a trend we've seen we've seen sort of seeming trends pop up at the Oscars Spike Lee had a great quote once and this is just one type of this trend but it happens to be the quote that I know that every 10 years uh, um, a journalist would reach out to him and ask him about how he's feeling about the Oscars having turned the corner with black actors he said it happens like every 10 years. So I don't pay much attention to it. And I think that's how it is with Oscar. Um, are there bigger trends? I think it's year by year. I don't think it's the movies. I, I don't think that there is something like that that unlocks it. Because again, if, if it was happening, then we would have seen Batman. We would have seen Batman for Best Picture. Definitely director. You could have you could have taken Colin Farrell for supporting... Um, Or Jeffrey Wright. Um, And you could have, I think, you could have seen Pattinson. I think he gave an incredibly affecting performance. Again, I mean, if you think about, like, you talk about, oh, it's very hard to do a great biopic role because you can always look at the person and see what they look like. You can remember. And if, if you do it well, then that plays in your favor, where you get to the end of Malcolm X, and when they cut back to the live footage, you're like, oh, that's right. That's that's the real Malcolm X. Like, you forget. Hmm. And you're just like, oh, because I think I'm looking at the, the guy. And I th- think that you can sort of say the same thing about the Batman and Batman and Bruce Wayne. How many Batmans and Bruce Waynes have we all seen in our time? It's and true. then this guy, this guy came along and I thought gave – I mean, this was the Batman that I've been waiting for. But, I mean, he came along and gave, I thought, a performance – as both Batman and Bruce Wayne that had a totally different approach and a totally different idea of what was what was going on. And it was, this guy isn't a playboy. He's not, he's not having fun. He is deeply depressed. He's deep in trauma. And he's eroding in every way except for this one physical thing that he's doing. And the way that I had never seen Batman beat somebody like that. Like, I thought I thought he was going to, like, Chris Partlow him. And, <laughs> um, I, like, the, the just the sound and the, just, like, the pop, pop, pop. I just had never seen that in a Batman. And this is a character everybody knows and everybody's seen and everybody has an opinion on. That, to me, is as difficult. I mean, I'm not an actor. So maybe actors would tell you that everything I'm saying is bullshit. I sense they wouldn't. I've listened to enough, you know, I've watched enough movies and listened to enough interviews and heard them talk about how they prepare and how they work that I just think it's got to be difficult in another way to put a bat suit on and get a great, unique performance. Um, and it, there's got to be some of the same challenges as doing a great biopic where everybody can just look and be like, but that's what he really looked like. Right. So. If something was changing, I feel like that would have been a better indicator that it was changing than Everything Everywhere, which I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. It just sounds like it had... Yeah, that I, want, I want to hear
0: what you think about it when you eventually see it. I will,
1: absolutely. But it, it sounds like it had that movie magic. It had just this audacity and and vision and bluster and yeah. energy and just all these like intangible qualities that you love in movies so it was it was surprise. definitely
0: an experience i would say it,
1: yeah so no and, i don't think things have changed
0: yeah and and you know i i, I understand i and for the most part i'm with you on that i think the key i would say is how many directors and how many writers and producers whatever you know how many people actors as well are are going to be allowed to give their full selves to these roles and to these projects going forward. Like, you know, one of the issues with Marvel is that as successful as it's been, it's given off a sort of factory quality to the films and a cookie-cutter quality as well where they have to fit this formula that Kevin Feige has established and, and they have to fit as, as well the whole ongoing storyline a lot of them that you know you're leading up to these uh conflicts with these big bad characters you know previously it was thanos now it's looking to now it's going to be uh uh carrying the conqueror right but uh you know in the in in between these major storylines and the and these major films that you're going to get You know, how are the individual films going to speak for themselves as standalone offerings? That's why a lot of people weren't satisfied with the Ant-Man movie, because it on its own, it just didn't stand out that much. And, you know, hopefully some of these movies going forward will be more will stand out more and they will produce more performances like Angela Bassett's as, as Queen Ramunda. And you know, hopefully, that next person who does that type of performance won't be overlooked so much, and maybe they won't have to go against a steamroll movement like uh, everything, everywhere, all at once was this year as well. But you know, I'm I'm a little more I'm a little more optimistic about it than you. But I understand how you feel and and why you why you say that because. It is it is it is a year to year thing and we've both been observing the Oscars long enough to where we we do n- we can't speak to what Spike says about, you know, yeah, every ten years or so they give a little bit of a of a uh, they they give a little bit of room to the brothers and sisters or you know, in this case this year, the Asians get to represent a lot. And it's a great thing to see that but we're probably going to be looking at least another 10 years before another Asian woman is nominated for best actress or when, you know, when is an Asian man going to be nominated for best actor? How long is that going to be? Like, you know, we, you can't, you can't expect these things to happen out on a continuum, you know, going upward with the, with the Oscars. You're just going to be disappointed. That's why it's funny to me how, you know, when I see people out, on, on so they get so sure about people getting nominated they say oh you know, they see a good performance from somebody that they like from somebody representing the culture as it were and they'd be like oh they gotta be they gotta win no nah, it's not that way <laughs> you know you, you you know if they get nominated, it's it's a hard it's a it's really, like they say a, a blessing just to be nominated because they had to go through a lot of shit just to even get nominated, and it's it's a uh, you know it's a uphill battle to say the least. But uh, but man, I uh, Jack man, I'm glad to have you on again, man, uh, for this type of discussion. And uh, you know, let's 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 do it again, man. I, let's you know, like I said, I, if you want to hear about your reaction to everything everywhere all at once, and uh, hopefully hopefully you get out out to see more movies in the coming year uh, I will than you did the past year? I will (laughs) try but either way man that was either way man you're great to talk about this stuff with man I'm glad I appreciate uh you know what you bring to the to the
1: to these topics man online and offline the best yeah it's uh this is I was looking forward to to this one uh for a while um I think one thing that you and I have talked about that I, we'd be remiss not to mention, in terms of thinking about what trends might happen with voting in the Oscars, they have drastically expanded over the past five years. The voting membership and cold. Right. You
0: you, you brought up some of the uh, some of the numbers there. You got got some of that stuff off the Oscars website, right?
1: Yeah. So there is some stuff um, that's out there that has definitely I, significantly. Probably, I mean, it would still be dominant white male, but not as much as the stats that we saw in 2012 or 2013. Um, they added 819 new members over the past five years. Um, 2020, Forty-five uh, percent of new members in 2020 were women. Uh, let's see, 36 percent new members are from underrepresented ethnic racial communities in the organization. 819 new members, 68 countries. Remember, foreign film has been changed to international film. And one mm. thing I'd love to know more about is that the Best Director Award has gone to non-Americans. This was the first year that it had gone to American since yeah, that's uh, right. 2016, since uh, Damien Chazelle won for La La Land. And right. other than that, it's been, you know... The, the three heavy hitters from Mexico um, and I'm trying to think of where else France England uh, South Korea
0: they yeah, uh, a parasite yeah
1: right so um, yeah. Uh, so you that's that's been interesting to see that um, to see how that's played out so I do think that there is a possibility of continued change in what types of movies, but I think it's probably going to be more like what you talked about, about scope and size and smaller, and I don't, but I'm not convinced that there's going to be a big rush to make comic book movies, you know, big at the Oscars. I'll believe it when I see it.
0: And, and, and as long as there's that clash that's that's there, I think in the within the industry, it, it probably is going to be that way, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see, man, we'll see. But uh, before we before we go off, man, let people know uh, how they could uh, you know follow you and all that stuff online and get some of these these good takes, not only on on film, of course, but uh, sports and uh, and all type of other subjects
1: sure uh i am on twitter at Reed Jack and i've got a chicago sports instagram at a shot on elo that's and, definitely
0: that's definitely a good follow there
1: yeah and uh and i'm working on six rings which will be the first it's slow and dragon but it's coming along uh which will be the first book on the entirety of the 90s bulls you can follow along with all my research and interviews at readjack.substack.com and I've got a story, a human story story coming up um, very soon that people are going to be very excited about. That's what's up, man. Hey
0: You know what? I, I got to bring you back on too because I got a, a friend of mine did a piece recently on the uh, 25 greatest sports movies of all time. I think I'd like to have a discussion with you about sports movies in the near future. So okay. let's 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 talk. Let's think about doing that sometime. Cool. Because uh, I, I'll, probably, I'll probably send you this link too about okay. uh, about sports movies because I think that's that's worthy of discussion too, given how uh, you know Creed Three has come. And, and done done a lot of business recently. Oh, and there's, there's, another. Upon that. there's another one i got to so, go see. Yeah, yeah, me, I haven't seen it yet either. So, yeah. you know, I, I think there's, we talk about genres in film and, you know, sports films have been awarded with big, you know, big, uh, they've been Oscar winning sports films, of course, going back to Rocky, uh, of course, being a sort of an upset winner back in the seventies and, and, no other no film. I'm I'm looking at Raging Bull right now on this list. You know that you no know, there are movies that are held with that type of regard, but still for the most part it's 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 a, it's, it's a firm genre unto its, itself, and I think that's another one where people sort of feel like they're doing a specific thing uh, in a lot of those movies, and they're not necessarily you know being like at the top of their game unless they're doing something like. You know what De Niro did in *Raging Bull* or something like that. You know, but yeah, it's that's worth that's definitely worth the discussion too. But we'll have to do that another sounds time. Like, All, right, All right, man. Appreciate good, you, Jack. Man, have a good one, man. Best to you and your family.